Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast, where we keep our whip in check. And now, here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Coaching Studio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Work in Progress podcast. I am so thrilled to be here today and have this wonderful guest who I have known for almost, a year, I think, about a year now, and I'm about super excited to have her. So glad that you are coming and able to talk to my audience about the um, ability to become a better leader of yourself, which is kind of what I love to talk about with all of my podcast guests and my audiences. To be a great leader, you need to be a great leader of yourself first. And I thought that my guest today, Sarah Mueller with the Decluttering Club, would be the perfect guest to have and talk to all of you wonderful leaders out there about how you can use the concepts that Sarah teaches to incorporate them in your whole entire life. And so I'm really excited to hear about all of that today. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you for being here. Oh, Michelle, it's such a joy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm, I think it's been about a year that we've been able to get to know each other and have vaguely stayed in touch since we met. And I think um, I just respect so much this business that you've created and how many people you help. So tell us how, how do you help the people who, who your audience, tell us what you do. Okay. Yeah. So we have, we have the most fun business ever. (laughs) I just, I just can't even believe how, you know, just, just it's, it's so exciting, right? Because so we help women, primarily women, also a few wonderful men. um, We help them let go of the excess in their lives so that they can make room for what matters most. Right. So that is, that is like the mission. That's where we're going. Um, but we, we do it in so many ways. And people tell me all the time, they're like, well, I had a conversation with you or I saw a post on Instagram and then I went, I decluttered my closet and I feel amazing. Like one conversation and it just changes their lives. Yeah. I have have a friend. She said, you know, after talking to you, you know, our garage is kind of full. And so we, we cleaned up the garage. It took us one hour. And because of that activity, now kids can get in from both cars or they're not climbing over each other in the morning when they get in the car to go to school. And it has just literally like removed just that bit of stress from her life. And so like, it's, it feels like it's just stuff, you know, oh, it's just some stuff, but it's actually way more important and, and it goes way deeper. And so when you do this work, um, you know, in the way that we teach, it just, it just changes your entire life. It has this huge ripple effect. So, um, that's why I love doing it. And, you know, we could just talk all day about, about that, but that's kind of in a nutshell, we help people let go, you know, in a way that, that serves them. Right. Absolutely. What, who are the most who are the people most commonly coming to you? What are they looking to solve? What is it that they believe they want to solve? Mm, yeah. So we, the, the people that we work with are primarily, primarily again, women. Um, and again, not because we think it's women's job to do it, but it's just, these are the people who tend to either care more than, than, you know, other groups, um, tends to be women who are maybe 40, uh, 40, 50, 60. We do have some younger moms as well, but it seems like, you know, when you reach 40, you just accumulated things. You have a lifetime of things. Maybe you have inherited things um, and you just haven't kind of kept up with letting go. So that is, you know, that's primarily who we work with. Mm, yes. Yes. So a lot of my audience are people who are working moms, working dads, and their big struggle is balancing all of that. And Mm -hmm. how do they make sure 
to kind of really, I guess, stay on top of it, but also do it in a way that's manageable, that doesn't feel like a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. So what what do you what yeah. do you say to to the people who really struggle with that balance? Yeah, well, so I teach the, this concept of um, 80-20 effort, right? Okay. So like whenever, let's say, let's say your kitchen is just really bugging you and it's, you know, it's, it's a big mess. It feels awful. It's hard to cook dinner, you know, like on and on and on, right? Um, and you think, okay, I want to clean it up. So there's two portions to that task. Part of it is the physical work, right? The washing the dishes, the cleaning up the pantry, you know, maybe making a shopping list. That's like actual physical activity, right? But then there's another part, which is the emotional component. (laughs) So that's getting motivated. That is, uh, you know, finding the time. That is think the thought that set you up for success, right? Because your brain is probably telling you, well, it's not going to matter. Like, what's the difference? We're going to clean it up. It's going to be messy again tomorrow, right? So that mental, emotional piece, I consider that to be the bulk of the work, Right. So yes. it's like 80% emotional, 20% physical. Mm-hmm. Right? So what that means is that the task gets really big in our head and the mental work is really heavy. And, and so then we don't do it because we're like, it's just too much, right? Yeah. It's not the time involved. It's not the, uh, it's not the, the washing of the dishes. That's not hard, but yeah. the mental part is really hard. So when we let that get really big in our heads, then we just avoid it. And so, but what that means is that we can flip the script and we can say, let's fix, you know, let's fix our thoughts about it. Let's, let's, let's address that mental component, mm-hmm. you know, and when we fix that now all that's left is the physical, right? Which is really literally 20% of the effort. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's good news, right? Because we have, we have all these tools available to us now, you know, with coaching, we have all these tools. And, um, and so if we can address things in the right order, then um, it's actually a lot easier than you expected it to be. You know, like, have you ever done that? Have you ever dreaded something, you know, for a year, even putting something off and then you finally do it and it takes you half an hour, right? Like it Mm -hmm. wasn't the, it wasn't the actual effort involved. It wasn't the the physical doing. It was the, it was the mental um, just getting ready to do it and psyching yourself up, right? So basically, again, what, I, what I'm trying to say is that we have all these tools available and when we can manage our minds, then the physical work is not as bad as we expected. And we can do so much more, but we have to do it in the right order. Yeah. And so probably the most common um, example I hear are those who get home and they're already exhausted. They're already exhausted from this hard work and their day and making dinner and maybe picking up kids and doing all of the running around. So you're right. They're already coming in thinking, I've already done all these other things. How can I possibly tackle this other huge project in their mind? But really Mm -hmm. we've just decided it's way bigger than it really is, is what you're, what you're kind of saying. It really is a lot simpler than that. It can be, right? It really can be. Um, you know, and in a situation like that, um, I think at least my brain, we, we kind of catastrophize, right? right? We're like, oh, I'm never going to make dinner. You know, yeah. it's just, everything is falling apart. The kids are crying, you know, the dog is barking, like everything just seems terrible. Right? Yes. So um, I think the, the the solution to that is to tackle it proactively, right? Mm-hmm. So you're not going to try and fix it when you walk in the door, you're exhausted, everybody's hungry. Not a great time to fix problems, right? <laughs> Let's just tackling it then. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But like, figure out what it, what do we want to fix here, 
Is it after work? Is it after school? You know, is it, is it laundry? Like what specifically is the problem? You know, and you want to do this when you have time and when you're fresh, you know, Mm -hmm. Saturday morning or whatever it is. Um, Like what is the pro what is actually the specific problem? We want to get specific instead of just everything is a mess, right? We can't solve for that. That's not a problem we can fix. So we want to get specific. Um, And you want to identify your priorities, Right? Yeah. So, you know, maybe you want to have a nice, pleasant evening after school and work, but does that mean that you have to put a home cooked meal on the table every single day? Like maybe yes, but maybe no, like maybe not. Right. But I think so often as, as women, we beat ourselves up because we have this picture of what it's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then it doesn't fit in with our life. Yes. And so then we get frustrated. Right. Yes. Right. Totally. So what's actually the goal is the goal like to, to feed our families and to enjoy them. Okay. That's a different goal than put a home cooked meal on the table every single night. Those are different things, right? So we can decide which one we want and then we can decide what it looks like. And then we can solve for that, right? Make a plan. Maybe you do some meal prep. Maybe you, you know, do like a hello fresh or, you know, some kind of a service like that, but you can right. fix that problem, right? Mm-hmm. But only when you have perspective, not when you're in the thick of it and, you know, you just want to, <laughs> I don't know, throw everything out and start over. Right. And that moment is not the time. You're right. Because you yeah. just want to throw everything out and then you're not really getting anything. You're not accomplishing a thing and nobody's happy. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So you're that just saying, redefine what the success is, understand what the objective is so that we can tackle that instead of making it much bigger than it it may really be. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like, I mean, if you know that people are going to be hungry at 5 PM, then let's figure, let's solve for that. Can we have a snack? You know, can we put some carrots and celery on the table? You know, um, like, like that is a problem and there is an answer to it. Yeah. Right. So let's fix that. Um, it doesn't have to be like, just teach them to wait longer. (laughs) Like that might not be the best idea. So, that could cause a lot of pain too for yourself. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I think sometimes you make a plan and yeah. you, know, you make your plan with your Saturday morning brain and it's like, yes, I will meal, I will meal prep for hours and I will have nutritious food and the fridge will be sparkling. And then, but that's not the 5 p.m. plan. So like anticipate what you're going to need when you're going to need it. Not, you know, not from the most optimistic place ever. Like make a plan that's going to work for you. I love that you're saying that because I work with so, so many of my people want to focus on time management and it's a little bit similar in terms of really deciding in advance that you need to be realistic about your life. Like let's create reality and not idealize what you'd like to do because we can put ourselves through so much torture when we put something together that's ideal and it's not realistic with, you know, our, our actual day to day. And we set ourselves up for failure going in and yeah. we, we do that in many areas of our life. And it sounds like this is yet another one that we could yeah, do that. Absolutely. Like, you know, it, let's say, you know, email, for instance, I know a lot of people really have a lot of email, right? Like yes. email is a big pain point and, you know, you could get better at handling your email. Right? You could go faster. You could read them faster, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could just say, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do it that way. Like there's more than one way to do email and maybe the answer isn't getting faster at it, right? Maybe the answer is unsubscribing or, you know, putting in place filters or just deleting or archive all Mm -hmm. like that could solve the problem in an instant. But I think our instinct is just to, let's just work 
let's work smarter, right? right? Which often just means like, just beat yourself up and work really, really hard, uh, yeah. which is not a great strategy for success. Yeah. But you need to stop and take a breath. And in order to even put yourself in the mindset to think about how to solve this in a different way. Yeah, so exactly. That's so important to remember that when you just stay in the, in the, in the race, trying to keep mm-hmm. up, it's really hard to be wise and strategic and step back and put really great tools in place. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So what are the, what are the most common things you work with your, tell me what you're doing right now in the decluttering club. Like what is the main focus for you? Yeah. You know, we, we just love, I really love working with people on their kitchens because the kitchen is just, it pays off so, so wonderfully, you know, when the kitchen works well, um, you know, when it's easy to cook, it's easy to eat. It's, you know, it just, it has this huge ripple effect. So we love helping people clean up their kitchens, you know, and we really just do it one little baby step at a time, you know, Mm -hmm. like one square foot, one drawer, you know, half a shell, one little pile, like, you don't have, I think sometimes we're, we're in such a hurry to do it that yep. it just never gets done. We think it has to be all done this weekend right. and this weekend isn't a good weekend. So let's wait a year. <laughs> right? No, we, what if we did 10 minutes? What if, you know, what if you waited for the coffee to brew in the morning and you sorted through the mail done, mm-hmm. right? Now the mail isn't piling up, you know, and maybe you're fresh. It's not the end of the day. So, um, you know, you just have, you have so much more available to you. Then you realize, um, and all of the work that you put in, I always say this to people, all of the decluttering work that you do is an investment. So you let something go or you clean up an area and that's going to pay off over and over and over again. Right. So it's worth it. It's worth it to learn the habits to keep things that way. Um, you know, and, and to let go, right. To learn how to let go. That is not something that comes naturally to a lot of people. So we talk a lot about, about that as well. So what are the steps that you ask someone to go through when they have that 30 minutes carved out Mm -hmm. and they need to go through a drawer say, or one cabinet or something, what are the steps? How do you walk through that to make that seem like a very manageable process? Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you said 30 minutes because that is huge right? You could even go as narrow as like 10 minutes if you want. Okay. Um, so 10 minutes, like however much time you want to spend, set a timer, right? Set mm-hmm. a timer because that will help you stay on track and then yes. decide where are you working? You can say, no, I, I get real into like, let's be specific. So let's not just say we're going to clean up the kitchen. We're going to, we're going to clean up this drawer, right? Mm-hmm. This is where we are focusing, right? When we focus in, we can get so much more done. So we're going to work on the drawer. We've got 30 minutes. Okay, great. Um, now you, what you can literally do, you can just empty the drawer, right? If it's not a, it's not a big space. If it's, if it's your whole closet, I don't recommend emptying your closet on your bed. Very bad idea, right. <laughs> but right. it's just a drawer. Take everything out of the drawer. You will find things that can th- you can throw in the trash. You mm. will not, you'll be shocked at what you find there. You will have <laughs> no idea how those things got there, right? Half of yes. it is probably goodbye. Right? Yeah. And then we just put back what's left. Like that in a nutshell is the simplest form of decluttering, right? Empty your Love space, it. declutter what you don't need, right? And people are like, well, how do I know? Do you want this or not? I promise you, you will find things that can go. Um, yeah. And then put back what's left. Like it's literally that simple. And then you just keep doing that over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously lots of questions come up, but um, like if that was all you did, you would be ahead. Right. You would, you would, you just oversimplified it. And you're saying just that one exercise alone of just pull everything out, throw the stuff away. You don't need and put Mm -hmm. the rest back in is Mm -hmm. 
is a huge change in what you can accomplish and what you will be able to find in your drawer. I mean, you will see the impacts and the results of that immediately. And you multiply that by all your drawers and suddenly Mm -hmm. you've cleaned your kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. And, you know, you can get into organization and, you know, all of that and rearranging that's all, you know, wonderful and fun. Um, but especially if you keep it really focused next time you open that drawer, you're going to like be like, Oh, look what I did here. Looks really good. You know, it's like got myself on the back for a minute. Yes, exactly. Exactly. We do have a challenge. Um, and I don't have it on the calendar yet, but uh, you know, people, visit our Instagram, you know, they can, or the sign up for the email list, they can get on the list to be notified. Um, we run a challenge. It's called the organized, like a boss challenge. And, nice. uh, we have had like at this point, maybe probably at least 50,000 people have gone through this challenge and we teach them how to organize and declutter one, one little baby step at a time. Right. right? And uh, we just break it down because people yeah. don't know how to organize. Like it's not something that you're born with. Shocker. Just right. not. <laughs> And nobody taught us, nobody teaches nobody, us that really. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it can be taught. And that's the fun thing. Yeah. What do you say to the people who love to collect a lot of things? Mm-hmm. And I, and I ask because a lot, I actually have quite a few clients who are that sandwich generation and they're actually helping their parents, um, mm-hmm. deal with maybe cleaning out and things like that, that nature. Like, what do you say to the people who have you know, 12 of the same thing or Mm -hmm. like what, tell me what process you have to go through for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, this is the best news ever. You don't have to get rid of anything. Mm -hmm. I always lead with this and everybody just breathes a sigh of relief. They're like, Oh, thank goodness. They think I'm going to tell them they have to get rid of it all. Right. You're the bad guy. (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm not coming to your house. I am not the decluttering police. You may keep anything you want to keep. Right. So just relax. Now, maybe you don't want to keep it. Are you sure that you want to keep it all? Have you looked at it? You know, if you have 12 of these things, do you really like all the 12? You know, is having 12 holding, actually preventing you from enjoying your favorite? Maybe you have two that are just the best, but they're kind of like crowded in, you know, like, like take a look at what you have. And then you can decide if you really want to keep it. A lot of times we feel like it's all or nothing, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and we tell ourselves, I should get rid of, I should get rid of this collection, right? And then that just makes us want to hold on even right. tighter. So maybe we get rid of one or two or half, right? Yeah. There's there's a million ways to deal with this question, but you have to be willing to ask the question first. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think just getting curious can often really unlock a lot of this, this um, you know, the answer to this question for us. You know, and maybe you do keep every last item in this special collection, but what about the rest of your house? I bet you, you can find things that you're not attached to, mm-hmm. you know, and then you can free space up and then you can enjoy A lot of times people collect things, but they're in boxes and they haven't looked at them in, in literally in years. Yeah. And so they're saying this is really special to me, but their actions aren't supporting that. And it's actually very, um, you know, it's very upsetting when you think about it to people. They right. think that's right. This was important to me and I don't, I'm not enjoying this thing. So let's make space for these things, right? Yes. Let's find the things that we don't love so that we can, so that we can honor, you know, and enjoy, you know, those things that are so meaningful. Let's, let's see them every day or, you know, I love it. I love fun. it. Just making the space for it so you can, so you can enjoy it. That is such great advice. Um, yeah. And, and, and we get the, we get in our own way and decide that 
we don't want to tackle those those types of projects because it gets emotional if it's yeah. something that's special for us. So mm, what a great so twist to say, let's make it yeah. special. We need to make it more special. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's another thing, right? Like people think, you know, I'm if I open that box, I'm going to be so sad, right? Like maybe you've got a box of things from someone that you've lost, right? And you think, I can't even go there. I, I'm just going to be really sad. And I'm going to say, you know, what if that was okay? Like, yeah. like, why is that a problem? What right. if we open the box, we look at the things, we cry, like it's like, that's not, it's not the end of the world. Maybe, maybe it would be actually very healing, you know, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't have to mean that, that it's that you don't want to go there. Right. Oh, absolutely. So let me ask you this. You mentioned early on when people make these kinds of small changes over time, that it's kind of a ripple effect and it, it mm. goes into, and they see other areas of their lives affected. What, what kinds of things have you seen? What are the results people see long-term yeah. like that? Oh my gosh. So fun. Right. So, um, we see people, people stop like impulse shopping, right? Mm. So, you know, and they will come into one of my groups and they'll say, oh my gosh, a miracle happened. You know, I went to Target and I did not, you know, I, I picked something up and I thought I would love it and I just put it back and I knew I didn't need it. Like I didn't wow. need it, right? So the shopping goes down, which, you know, saves us money, more money in our bank account, more, less stuff in the house, you know, less guilt and buyer's remorse. So that has yeah. a huge ripple effect. Um, I think people have, they're just comfortable opening the door, you know, maybe on, on late notice on short notice, you know, Hey, sure. You can come on over, come on in. I'll have, you know, you have three dishes in the sink. That's great. Pretty good. Right. Like that's a really big deal for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Because sometimes we just panic clean before someone is due to come over and you can't open the door mm -hmm. um, to someone unexpected or even, you know, the Amazon delivery person. So now they can do that. And so they don't experience the shame that comes with that. And it's, it's such a joy to be able to, to say yes, you know, to uh, someone at the door. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. And, and I always feel like when we can organize one drawer in our kitchen, it just helps our brain focus on all the different areas where we could have and choose mm -hmm. to be more organized too. And it may not be in the kitchen. It may be at work at their desk. It may be in their car if there are people who have to drive for work a lot. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of other areas of your life that you can start to see where, okay, if I can apply some of these principles in other ways, I could really see some big impacts here. Yes. Yes. You know, I was had a call last night um, and it was with um, my members who have been with us for six, more than six months. And one woman came on and she said, she said, you know, in the past I would have wanted to sell things, right? She did a lot. She had a lot of um, craft supplies and fabric and, to, you know, I have, I'll, I've set things aside to sell so many times, but now I have learned that my time is valuable. And she said mm -hmm. that three times. <laughs> she kept saying, my time is just too valuable for this. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is like, this is a beautiful thing because our time is valuable. Yes. And when we know that, you know, we're going to make different choices. You know, we're going to put ourselves above, you know, other things like our, you know, like making 20 bucks to sell something, you know? Yeah. And I think that's huge because it's just valuing yourself and that's going to show up in all kinds of ways in your life. 
Mm-hmm. Totally. And and you brought that up. Um, I, one of my favorites that I've heard you talk about before is when people say, oh, I've spent so much money on something. I can't get rid of it because I spent a lot of money on it. Because mm-hmm. I love that you brought up money. What do you, what is your answer? What do you mm-hmm. say to people when they say, but I can't get rid of it. I don't use it, but I've spent so much money on it. Yeah. Well, when, when people say that, typically they, they think, well, I'm going to be losing money if I let this go right? I'm going to be losing money. But if you look at your bank account, let's say you have, I don't know, let's say you have a nice dress, right? And you've never worn it new with tags sitting in the closet, you know, the dress leaves your house. Does your bank account change? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, but when we keep that item, we tend to feel guilty. We might do some more over shopping. Uh, You know, we might not be taking care of, like it has this negative ripple effect, right? Mm -hmm. So we're actually losing money by keeping these things. Like that is where the waste happens. We are wasting space in our home. We're wasting time. We're wasting mental energy. Remember at the beginning, we talked about the mental energy that is being wasted. And that is way more important than however much money you spent in the past, right? The past is gone. It's over. But right now we have the opportunity to save time and money and, and gain that back. So that is, you know, that's one way that you can look at it. Um, Another way I've heard, you know, like if you go to the movies, let's say you take your whole family to movies, it costs you a hundred dollars, food, popcorn, you know, it could be a hundred bucks, Yeah, you know, and you don't like the movie. (laughs) It's an awful movie. You know, you don't leave going, you know, I want my money back. Oh, that movie was bad, you know, and maybe you grumble about it, but you don't beat yourself up for the next year because you spent a hundred dollars on the movie, but we do that with things for some weird reason. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's just all part of the deal. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's such a great, that's great advice that I think it's back to your point of you can, you can save so much money by going through this process, but by avoiding the process, you can't. Right. It holds us in our past decisions rather than in what we can choose to do today. And for the future now, right. Right. Powerful. Yeah. We can't undo what we did yesterday. Already did it. But we can maybe prevent another, (laughs) you know, something happening today. Like we miss out on that so often because we're just trying so hard to get back to yesterday, which doesn't really work very well. (laughs) Totally. You can't get the time back from yesterday, just like you can't get the money back from yesterday. So yeah, let's just move forward. Yeah. Let's stay. Oh, so good. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So when is your next challenge? Um, so we, I don't have the, the organized like boss challenge on the calendar right now, but we do have um, something that people can sign up for at any time. Right. So if you okay. go to our website and we'll, we'll have the link for everybody. It's called our 10 minute decluttering challenges. Nice. And we have literally had hundreds of thousands of people go through these. Um, they're totally free. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Um, you will get them via email and you can sign up for them and um, they will get you started. Right. Like love we it. love to just take the baby steps. We like the 10 minutes. I want this to fit into your life. You know, I mean, your listeners, they have busy lives. They don't need more work to do. No. I don't want to make anyone's life harder. Mm-hmm. I want this to just fit into the little gaps. And and you'd be surprised at what you can do, again, when you just look at things with fresh eyes. Yeah. And and when you focus, right? A little yes. bit goes a really long way. And so that's what, um, you know, that's, that's what people could do if they want to um, get started right now. Focus and a little bit goes a long way. I love, those are great tips right there for everything in life. Right. Um, 
Yeah. And I love that. And I will definitely be sharing that with everybody. Tell me why you started the decluttering club. What is it? Because you are very passionate about it. You yeah. obviously have served a lot of people already. Mm-hmm. So tell me why, what's, where's this coming from? Yeah. Well, so back when so I have four boys, right? I'm a single mom now. Um, back when I was still married and my kids were little, uh, you know, I was very organized, but I was not decluttered. Like we had a lot of stuff and we, you know, I really wanted to be frugal. I wanted to not waste things. And uh, I found I was spending all my time just trying to keep up and trying to, you know, put things away and, and I was looking for the perfect organizing solution. Um, and it was kind of a losing battle, <laughs> right? I mean, boys, I bet. Yeah, right. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, oh my goodness, this is, it's just, it did not feel like it was being very productive. And and so I discovered decluttering. My, my stepsister was completely decluttered and um, I visited her, had some light bulb moments. I was like, oh, we don't need to keep like, it's so silly. It sounds so simple now, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the answer. The answer is not to get more organized. The answer is not to, to drill these, these chore routines into my children. I don't, you know, matching baskets is not the solution to life's problems. <laughs> Maybe after you've decluttered, but so that's how I got started decluttering. And um, it has just, it has made my life so much easier. Um, you know, people, people think, oh, you know, you have a, you have a, a decluttered house and it looks great. You know, you must spend lots of time. And I'm like, no, I don't actually, you'll probably spend more time on your house and you're not as happy, you know, as I do, because I just, I just don't want anything that's going to get in the way. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to live my life. I don't want to manage my things. Yes. And it's taken me a while to get there, obviously, but um, right. I I just want people to know, I want women to know that life can be easier, right? Mm-hmm. And when we decide, this kind of gets back to the beginning, what's the priority, right? What is your priority? My priority is, is not, you know, managing my seasonal decor. It's like, I want to be available for my kids. I want to enjoy my free time. I want to work hard on my business. And so that means that that helps me make decisions on my things. Mm -hmm. And I want people to know that, you know, I think, I think so many people, you know, they think they're attached to their things and they are, but they're not attached to every single thing. Mm -hmm. And so when you just take a look, right, when you can take a look and you have to do it without judgment though, that's, that's the key because we do look and we think, oh my gosh, this is a nightmare. And what have I done here? Right. And so that does not work out well, but when you can look without judgment at what you have, then you can say, Oh, I can let this go. And I'm I'm done with this or this, you know, this didn't work out the way I wanted and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's so much freedom there. So much freedom. And we can just enjoy our families. We can like go and, and love our jobs and, and it's amazing, like just the freedom. Because you're living aligned with what's most yes. important to you. Right, exactly. And you're exactly. not suffering anymore from yeah. trying to live a life that isn't. Right, exactly. exactly. So, so good. It's so exciting. It really is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can tell you love it. How many, how long have you been doing this? So I've been, um, I've had this business for about, let's see, it's 20, 20 about 10 years. Um, we've really only been focusing on decline for the past seven Um, so we've, you know, we've gone all in for about the past seven years. Um, you know, we've just served just countless numbers of people. I just love it. Um, I love their story. I love their stories. You know, that's why we do what we do. Um, it's just, it's just so exciting. You know, what's going on in the world. People are just 
catching the vision, you know, and, and saying, Oh, I can let go. Like letting go is actually very freeing. Yes. You know, it feels like it's a tragedy, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Absolutely. Make room for all the things that you love Mm -hmm. the most for sure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I love to talk about leadership, Sarah, you have been building a team then over this 10 year period. How many people do you have working for you to manage all this wonderful stuff and all your great clients you have? Yeah, I have the best team. I really, oh, I have, and I have grown so much. It was just me, right? I started out, I was coding the website, everything, right? But now um, we have five people on on the core team. And then we have, I think we have five more that run calls. And then we have volunteers. We have um, a group of about 20 volunteers. Wow. And um, so there's there's a lot of people that are working to make this happen. Amazing. That is amazing. So um, tell me what, how have you had to grow as a leader? What has been the biggest challenge for you? Yeah. Well, you know, I, again, I've always been organized. So, you know, I have carried that through, but just learning how to communicate that to other people and, you know, and make requests of, of them been very challenging. Um, learning, I guess, just learning how to let go. <laughs> right? Yeah. Irony, right? I need to let go of, of the activity and give it to someone else. Yes. Right, and be willing to to hand that over. That has been um, that's been really really good, um, and it enables us to do so much more. Like we couldn't do what we do now if I was still doing things the way I used to a year ago. But just like that, letting go, and but also not just like checking out. Right, you can't just check out. Right. That's not that's not leading. So right. I think that has been um, that has been the biggest requirement of me, like figuring that out. You know, and just communication and dealing with, you know, when you have five people on a team and then five more and, uh, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of relationships. So we, we work really hard to, um, to keep in touch and make sure everyone's in the loop and make sure everyone's taken care of, you know, even just making sure everyone gets paid, you know, like, yes. figure that out. Important. So, <laughs> like all of that, uh, we had to kind of build that out. So, well, and I love that you just basically said that in, in, you know, with irony that the things that you teach are also the things we all need to learn and we're all a work in progress all the time. And, but learning it in one area of our life, we can then use that same skill and apply it to something else. And so I have some leaders who are incredible at what they do and just taking some of the skills they know well there and now hearing you and apply it to home, mm-hmm. apply it to prioritizing family and what defining success, like they're already great at it at work. So how can yes. they take that same skill and really impact their homes now and make oh, such a- that's so true. You know, I used to kind of feel weird telling people like I teach people how to clean up their kitchens. That kind of like, yes. like, it's not really a real job, you know, it's not like a <laughs> corporate job, but, um, apparently people really like to learn these skills. So, you know, I'm able to say it now, but, but you're, yeah. you're so right. Like, you know, communication with the team, like we have a, a whiteboard in my kitchen and, yeah. and I'm, I just keep sending my kids back to there, check the board, check the board. Like, I have meetings with my kids because we got to know what's going on, yeah. right? Like communication with the family is not really that different from communication with your team. Totally. Um, you know, age appropriate, of course, but right. <laughs> right? Like, like it, the skills absolutely transfer yeah. um, leadership yeah. of your family. 
Yes. Leadership of yourself, leadership of your family, leadership of your team and company at all. It's really all the same. And it's fairly, fairly simple. You don't need to reinvent. If it worked in well in one area of your life, it's probably going to work very well in another area. You just need yeah. to apply it now. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't mean you just forget everything. Like you walk in the door, you just forget everything that you use, all the tools you use. Like, no, you just adapt them. Now we just, yeah. Make it age appropriate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what's ahead for Decluttering Club? Where are you oh guys going? Oh my gosh. Oh, we have lots of things. We have some really big plans. Like I think, I think that basically a good, let's not, maybe not the whole country, but I'm going to say a huge portion of the country needs this work, yes. right? Because 2023 is a different place. We did not grow up in 2023, you know, and a lot of us are still trying to live like it's 1980. And it's not, <laughs> it's just not. And things are different. You know, you've got things, we have one click shopping. The stuff shows up at your door. Now your house is filling up, right? Things are priced differently. We have different um, obstacles. We have all these communication tools available to us. So I think, I think everybody needs what we are teaching. And so we are working to take this really big and to reach as many people as possible because it's such freeing work. It makes such a difference. Um, and I think it's so important. So, you know, that's what we're doing. We're looking to reach as many people as possible to bring them into our challenges and serve them and, you know, just get them a little taste of what it's like to do things, you know, this way, uh, because it's, it just really, it gives you so much leverage and power over your entire life when you yeah. start doing things the way that I like to do them. And yeah. so, so that's, what's going on. That is amazing. I mean, I love it. And you're right. We we all need it. As you were saying that with the one touch purchase, it's just even even getting the things in that quickly is great. But the cardboard boxes the piling boxes. up from that, <laughs> yes. like, what are you supposed to do with all that? The recycling bin doesn't yes. come empty out fast enough for that. So there's right. so many things that didn't exist 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and you're right. We, we have to be constantly reevaluating and seeing how we take what we already know and apply it in areas where mm -hmm. it can serve us now, even though the world has changed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we want to make a really big impact. Like that's, we're optimizing, like, how can we impact the, the largest number of people? Because people just desperately need this. They really do. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of suffering that's going on in the world because they don't have these tools and skills available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Last minute tips to share with the audience. What would you like to them to know? Um, you know, I think probably like, like just, just get started. Yes. It, it doesn't matter where you start. Just pick one little spot, mm -hmm. try it out, see what happens. Um, you know, be willing to be willing to try things, be willing to experiment. Um, it's probably not as bad as it looks. I love that. You know what I always say to people too, is cause I use the, the analogies of cleaning out a junk drawer mm -hmm. in other areas yeah. of your life when you're mm -hmm. trying to clean things up mm -hmm. and it gets messy before it gets clean again. And it's yes. okay. Oh yes, like, It's 100%. okay. When you're emptying the junk drawer to have all the stuff out. Right. Right. And yeah. so that's, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that happening. It's part of the process. Right. Of course, it's going to get messy. You emptied a drawer. Right? Yes. Like, let's not be surprised. It's okay. Right. Right. right it's right. fine. We'll just put it back. No big deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, okay. Sarah, I'm so excited that you 
agreed to come and talk to us today. So awesome. I know my listeners are going to absolutely love it. And because I, I just truly believe that being the best leader of yourself means, you know, really looking at all of these areas of your life and how you can apply them across the board. So if somebody wants to get more info, I know we'll include this in all of our links that we share, but share with us now, how does somebody find more information about you? Okay. Yeah. Um, and again, thank you so much for having me. It's just, I, you know, I love talking to you. I lo- I'm so glad to reach your audience. So thank you for inviting me. Love um, it. They can, people can find us um, on Facebook and Instagram under the Decluttering Club. That's the account. And the website is declutteringschool.com. Excellent. I love it. Thank you again. Such a pleasure. I can't wait. Maybe I'll convince you to come on again. Maybe we'll yeah. do a workshop or something for my people one time. Ooh, they would love that, I think. Fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah that could be talk. a lot of fun. Okay. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Sarah.